0: up everyone and welcome back to another episode of I'm Mostly Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in to another week. Um, I want to say thank you guys so much for the positive feedback that I got on our episode from two weeks ago where we um, took a test that was supposed to pick my career. That one was really fun to record and I was super excited to hear that some of you guys decided to take the test as well. So that was really cool. Um, I also want to say thank you for uh, being understanding about me taking a break last week. Um, I'm going to be honest, it just came down to poor time management. I couldn't solidify and settle on um, a content topic, and that meant that I just kept pushing off you know, when I was going to record, and then it just was too late, and I wanted to make sure that I was putting something out that I felt good about. Um, So we took a break, and it was much needed. And that allowed me to kind of organize my thoughts for this week's episode. And we are talking about adult friendships. Um, I'm going to hopefully go over, you know, kind of how they work, um, the idea of having, like, best friends as an adult, um, different stages of friendship, and then just kind of in general you know, if you're struggling with feeling lonely, especially in this time where we're not able to spend a lot of time with our friends, um, maybe how to kind of address that. So this is all obviously coming from my personal perspective um, and I have my own unique story and path. So I'm not saying that all of this will be applicable to everybody, but um, hopefully a few of you guys can relate to kind of what I'm saying um, and we can kind of navigate adult friendships together. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, The reason that I chose this for this week's topic is I was actually listening to another podcast called You Can Sit With Us um, and they talked about like, girl friendships, and how those kind of change as you mature into adulthood. And that kind of got me thinking, like, you know, it I do have a really different dynamic with people that I consider my friends now versus how I considered my friends in high school. So, for example, you know, in high school, you you're around people that at the very least are just there because, you know, they live in that district or whatever, and that's the high school that they're going to. Eventually you can, you know, find and identify with people that share more of your common interests, you know, if you join a club or if you join a sport, Um, but kind of at the very base, it's like, oh, this is just the high school that I need to go to. And so that's kind of the people that you're around. And when you're in college, um, you still have a little bit, you know, of that kind of element of this is just where they chose to go to school. But a lot of times, you know, you're put with um, like you share a lot of classes with people that have the same major as you. And so, you know, that they at the very least have some of the same educational interests as you. And then college has, I would say, a wider variety of clubs and organizations for you to be a part of. And so when you join those, you're around people that share those types of interests or values as well. So I think in general, it's easier to get closer to people in college and have, you know, a really strong foundation in your friendship, just because you're surrounded by more people that are similar to you. But I think there's less of kind of an uh, obsession with like having a best friend or having a clique. And that was something that was really prominent, you know, in high school. I mean, I myself, like I played sports and I was in choir and I did those types of different things. So I, I had different groups of friends, but my core group, um, it was me and, you know, three or four other girls and we did like everything together. Um and I, you know, would have called them my best friends, like that that was there was this like obsession and need to have that title with this group. Um and when you get to college, for me personally, it just wasn't about that anymore. I would say I met a ton of people in college that I really enjoyed spending time with and that I developed really strong relationship relationships with um, and a lot of them I still talk to currently you know even though I've graduated and we're kind of mid-COVID um, I still talk to quite a few of them pretty frequently um, we haven't been able to spend time together but hopefully once this pandemic you know slows down or passes we can change that but I would say from high school There's only two or three people that I still talk to on occasion. Um, And I would say I have good friendships with those people. Like, I'm still, you know, interested and invested in their lives. Uh, One of them, Nicole, like, she invited me to her wedding, which unfortunately didn't happen again because of COVID. But I still have a really good relationship with her. Um, But, you know, we we don't talk every day or every week, you know, sometimes we'll go a couple months without speaking to each other. But then when we, you know, text each other, or whatever, it's, you know, we kind of pick up where we left off. And that I think is a perfectly fine and healthy adult friendship. And it's the same kind of thing with the people that I met in college, you know, I, there were some of them I spent a ton of time with, whether it was because we had the same classes, or, you know, I was on the club volleyball team for four years. So there's girls that I met there that I still talk to today. And I have a good relationship with them as well. But putting anybody into the category of my best friend, I don't like my best friend is Ronnie. He is the person that I tell everything to first. He's the first person I want to share good or bad news with. He knows, um, what happens in my everyday life because he's there in my everyday life and you know he's my best friend and so maybe for someone who doesn't have you know a significant other that they live with um you know maybe you do have a best friend that's a girl or you know someone that you met in college or whatever like I recognize that that could be different um but I don't yeah I wouldn't categorize really anyone from college is like my best friends. I'm just not as obsessed with that title. I love some of them. And I want many of them to be a part of my life for a long time. But you know, we don't, we don't talk every day, we don't hang out all the time. And that's okay. That feels healthy and good to me. It's not something that bothers me. Um, And so kind of the point of saying all that is that if you are Kind of struggling with this feeling of maybe you're lonely or maybe you feel you know if you're on the outer edge of some friendship groups um and you just you feel like you can't connect with anybody on that like oh we know everything about each other and we're just this close you don't you know you don't necessarily need that um First of all, we're adults now, so we don't have as much time to invest in those relationships that aren't in our face all the time. We have our own things to worry and take care about. Like I have an apartment and I have a dog and I have a relationship and I'm trying to get a job and I'm taking a class and, you know, I have bills to pay. Like there's a million other things to worry about that are present in, in your face, in your everyday life that kind of take precedence over, you know, having a best friend that oh, we see each other every week and we do all these things together. Um, I'm not saying that social relationships aren't also important, but I think once you reach a certain age, you just kind of have this, have this mutual respect for, you know, it's okay if my relationship with another person is not my number one priority all the time. Versus when you're in middle school and high school, like apart from maybe your homework, like having those social relationships are your highest priority. And that is what's most important. So, you know, this kind of transition into you're a little bit more independent and maybe spend a little bit more time alone is totally healthy and, and natural. Um, I would say that it is fun and good to still make an effort in those relationships and if you have the opportunity to go out with a group of girlfriends like take that opportunity and do it Um, but try not to beat yourself up if you're not you know the most present friend or if your friends aren't the most present in your life you know don't don't blame them for that we have especially right now, there's a ton on on everybody's plates. So we just have to kind of be understanding of that. Um, And also like work friends. I think some of my favorite people that I have met and I still love to talk to um, are friends that I met at work. And no, we don't talk all the time. Um, especially since I left the job, like I don't see them really much anymore at all, but I still, you know, if they hit me up and they're like, Hey, we're going to go to the bar and hang out. It's like, yep, I'll be there. I'll see you, you know, because I enjoy their company and we had a lot in common and we, you know, (laughs) especially working in a retail environment, you just instantly get close. You don't have a choice. You're dealing with, you know, crap from all sides all the time. So, um, it's a close knit of close knit group of girls kind of in that environment for sure. Um, and that's, you know, beyond that you can have groups where you love hanging out with them and spending time with them. Um, and it's kind of a, an easy connection and it feels very strong. Like, you feel comfortable opening up to them um but there can also be really healthy relationships with what you would maybe consider just acquaintances and you know they don't have they don't have to know every single thing about you and know your tics and you know your deepest darkest secrets but you can still kind of enjoy their company and appreciate their support for you in like a more maybe distanced kind of surface way. Um, and that can be great too. That's, you know, building your foundation. Not everyone has to be, again, kind of using the title of your best friend. Um, and I I really wanted to get into this because I have struggled with this a lot. Ronnie and I started dating when I was a freshman in college and our relationship moved really quickly. Like, we basically moved in when we were sophomores. Um, He had a house with his friends, but he stayed um, at my apartment with some of my other roommates, like, all the time. We lived on campus, it was closer, it was more convenient, and gradually he started moving things in. We were just on top of each other, kind of, from a very early point. And, you know, I spent the majority of my time with him. We would go out together. Um, I got to know his friends a little bit better. He would sometimes come out with, with my friends like from our freshman dorm or from volleyball and that was fun, he had a good time, it was good, whatever. But he, from that point, it was like, okay, he's you know my person, like I tell him everything. And he knows the most about me. And he's seen me at my very, very best and at my very, very worst. And there's not many other people who have. And so I was kind of struggling with this feeling of, you know, did I kind of make myself dependent on this relationship with my significant other too quickly because I felt like I was missing out on kind of girl friendships. And I was like, I don't have, you know, I don't feel like I have that girl that I can go to. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm just, I'm having a day. Can we hang out? You want to come over? Whatever. And so I struggled with that. I struggled with, you know, am I spending too much time with my boyfriend? Am I being that girl who just drops all her friends? and is consumed by spending time with her boyfriend. Um, And sometimes it really did feel that way. And then I just kind of realized like, I'm not spending time, like I wouldn't be spending more time with these other people anyways. I was studying and I was playing volleyball and I was in other clubs and I was working a lot. Like the free time that I had was me coming home after a shift and we would eat dinner, and then watch tv and go to bed like that was my free time it's like I'm not going to be using this to go shopping with a group of girlfriends anyways and so I was putting this undue pressure on myself to have a girl best friend because I I don't know it felt like I needed one society told me that I needed to have this like group of girls that I could depend on all the time um you know feminism was telling me that spending all this time with my boyfriend was taking away from my female relationships I don't know there was a bunch of different things but in all it, it wasn't that I had a healthy relationship with Ronnie and I had a healthy relationship with my other friends and you know eventually especially I mean I'm going to say after I turned 21 my coworkers and I, we used to go out really regularly. Like we used to go to Yard House, you know, two, three times a month after a shift. We were going to the bar for people's birthdays and just to hang out. Uh, my volleyball team was having parties all the time. Like I was still getting that social interaction that I needed that was away from Ronnie and we could have kind of our separate lives um but it kind of just made me value the time I got to spend with him more and it is completely okay if you know you do latch on to one person in your life and that's kind of your person and the rest of your relationships you feel you know maybe they're not as deep but that's fine like as long as you have a strong support system and you do have somebody to go to um, as kind of an outlet, like that's that's all that you really need. And that person doesn't even have to be, you know, a friend or a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Um, if you're really close with some of your family, like your siblings, um, your parents, cousins, whoever, you know, just just make sure that you have that kind of support and outlet in place And all of the other stuff doesn't really matter. I mean, I would consider, I tell my mom this all the time, like when I was a teenager, I would say probably from the age of maybe like 12 to 14 or 15, I think that seems like the right range. I was terrible. I was a total brat. I was, you know, not wanting to listen. I thought I knew what was best for me. My mom couldn't tell me anything. You know that was kind of like my phase um, and then as I got a little bit older and especially when I entered college um, I wanted to talk to my mom all the time like I still right now would say that she is my best friend um, I tell her everything and we we don't talk all the time I would say for sure at least once a week Um, There was a period, probably my freshman year, where I wanted to talk to her, like, every day. I just, freshman year, the first part of freshman year of college was rough. I was very homesick and struggling a lot. But, um, you know, I think being able to have that relationship with my mom now has been super helpful. And if you're a teenager right now and you're listening, just your mom knows what's up. Okay, give her a break. She... Is the best person in your life hands down Um, and if you're in college and you're trying to kind of bridge that gap between you know she's my mother but I also want her to be my friend it's difficult to navigate but as you get older it gets a little bit easier they're always gonna be you know protective and loving and worried about you but it does you know reach a point where it's it's fun and you just want to hang out with them. And I know that my mom is listening to this. So shout out to you mom. You're my best friend. <laughs> and that it's not lame to say. I some people would claim like oh my gosh, your mom's your best friend. How sad. No, it's not. She has known me literally my entire life. She knows me better than anybody else. And having someone like that in your corner is a blessing not a curse so just needed to get that out there um okay where are we we're talking about adult friendships we're talking about support systems we're talking about significant others this one is a little bit all over the place but I think the general message that I have here is we don't have to be so obsessed and, you know, needing this kind of categorization of our friends. It doesn't have to be, oh, these are my, you know, my level one acquaintances or friends or whatever. And then I have my best friends that know everything and, oh, I'm I'm upset because they're not texting me all the time or calling me all the time. We just have to kind of mature out of that phase and recognize that everybody has a lot going on and everybody has a lot on their plate and so if you are not able to be the most present person that's okay give yourself a break and if your best friend is not able to be the most present person all the time give them a break and recognize that we're adults now there's you know we don't have as much time to spend working on our friendships as we did before and we're just adults we have to kind of move past that and just be appreciative of the people that do still have the opportunity to make time for you or who are you know invested in your journey whether they're you know really public about that or if they're you know kind of supporting you from the wings from the shadows in silence like Just be appreciative and grateful for the people that are sticking by you and still care about your success and how you're doing and try to be that person for other people. Um, You know, again, it doesn't have to be out loud, but I mean, I think a perfect example is kind of the people that are open about they come back and they listen to my episodes each week. Um, And then also just the audience members that are consistent. I have a consistent listener base at this point, and I'm so appreciative of the people who are just, you know, maybe you really are interested in what I'm saying, or maybe you just wanna support this kind of project that I'm doing. And I would urge all of us to be those people for others. You know, just, let's just help each other out. And we don't have to make such a big deal of, I know her better. She knows me the best and I do the most for her or whatever. Like we, let's just be friends no matter what. Okay. Um, That is my overall message for this week's episode. I hope that um, this was informative and helpful for you guys. And at the very least, just a reminder that, you know, we we're all on the same page. We're in the the same phase in our life and we're just trying to make it through one day at a time. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll talk to you next week. Happy Tuesday. <laughs>